welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in Highland Park and New Brunswick. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. Today's episode, Habits, is the third in our series called Family Is It Possible, with the conversation being led by speaker Yukon Chu. Uh, we're going to uh, transition then now into our usual time of discussing and thinking through our spiritual journey by looking at the teachings of Jesus. We do this every week because we believe uh, Jesus has something powerful and unique to say to our spiritual journey. Uh, we believe that he's not the only voice. I mean, a lot of good spiritual ideas and truth can be found in a lot of different places. But we believe Jesus is a unique source of ideas, that he is a unique source of guidance and truth that we ought to really think about and process. And so today we're going to continue on with the series that we've been uh, in just for a few weeks, the series called Family, Is It Possible? And the reason why we're talking about this series, again, is because we believe here at Ethnos, as we continue to root ourselves in our city, that our community, this family here, will continue to grow. Ethnos will continue to grow. And as we continue to grow, we need to figure out, well, how can we be a community together? How can we be like family with each other? Of course, Jesus, when he came, he described us together as a family. And so we're kind of using that metaphor. But we thought it'd be important to think about this because the reality is many of us come from messed up families, from dysfunctional families. So even as we say, oh, yeah, let's be a family together, actually, I don't think we want to be a family together <laughs> because my things in my family that were dysfunctional and your things in your family that were dysfunctional, man, if we bring them together, this will not be a good time. And so we thought it'd be important to think through, well, how can we be family together? And so the last few weeks, we've talked about some really important characteristics of a good family. We've talked about the issue of commitment. What does it mean to be committed to each other? We talked about the issue last week of safety. What does it mean to be safe with each other? And we talked, as we talked about this the last few weeks, we, we came to some conclusions, not all the conclusions we need, but some conclusions, that the reality is that we follow a God, there is a God there, there is a God who has expressed himself in Jesus, who actually is committed to us, who is safe with us or lets us be safe with him. And so this whole family thing is actually possible. It's possible because God has become one of us and shown us a way. Today, we're going to be in talk number three. And we have one more talk to go next week. But today, we're going to be talk in talk number three, and we're going to get a little more practical and think through, okay, well, we've talked about these big ideas of commitment and safety, but practically, what are some habits? What are some habits we might engage in to actually be a safe, committed, and loving family? And we're going to get really practical today, okay? It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get there, uh, I do want to engage in one practice that we talked about last month that uh, just to remind us of what it means to be family. And, and it's going to require you to 
kind of be active for just a brief moment. Early in February, we gave a talk about how family includes loving the stranger among us until they become family. Do you remember that? We talked about this talk on hospitality. What does actually hospitality mean? We actually looked at the roots of that word, and it, hospitality is actually to love a stranger until they become like family, right? And so we did a little practical exercise last month that I want to do again just to kind of get us going with like actual practical habits, okay? And so what I want you to do here, and if you weren't here last month for this, don't worry, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. Uh, I want you right now, very quickly, and don't give the stink eye, okay? Don't, don't. Look, just look for someone in this room that you don't know, that is a stranger to you. Okay, it should be pretty easy. If you're sitting next to them already, that's fine. Okay? Find someone who you don't know, and this is what I'm going to invite you to do. I'm going to invite you to get out of your seat, and for the remainder of our time, Sit with this stranger, okay? Now, as you go find this stranger, we're going to have you answer basic, three basic questions with each other. Hey, what's your name? Uh, where are you from? Like, what part of Jersey? What part of Middlesex County, New Brunswick, Highland Park, whatever? And how did you first come to Athos? Okay, you get three minutes to do this. Let's go right now, really quick, all right? All right. All right. I love the conversations going on, but I'm going to need to... Grab our attention back to the front here, okay? So, note, just a quick note before we dive in to our content, our main content here today. But let me suggest that this simple act, this simple act of, on a Sunday, finding someone you don't know and sitting with them, let me just suggest this is a great habit to begin to develop, Okay? Honestly, right, if we're going to be a loving family and, you know, a family for our city here, man, this would be a great simple act to do that I would encourage us to do often here, okay? Now, we're going to dive into, though, some of the habits that are on your sheet here this morning, and we're going to take a look at three different ways to have habits in order to make ethnos a safe family, a loving family, a family that knows how to get along, that knows how to get past perhaps some of the dysfunction that you grew up in, the dysfunction that you have that you just don't know how to get past, okay? And so I want to suggest three different things, and then we're going to kind of have a moment to process again with our new neighbors here. But if you take a look at your sheet here this morning, the first way I'd encourage us to think about how to develop new habits is through direct interaction with the scriptures of Jesus. What do I mean by this? Well, if you look at your handout here this morning, you'll note that the first section here has two examples of scriptures that come from Jesus that give us practical ways to actually love each other and get along. I'm going to read through these in a brief moment. We're not going to go through every point here because there's a lot to think about, but I would encourage you, if you're interested in diving deeper in your spirituality, and in your following of Jesus, a nice little assignment to do at home would be to take a moment, maybe 20, 30 minutes, sometime this week, and read through this with a pen in hand and circle the things that apply to you and write out how that actually looks like in your life. What do I mean? Well, 
we'll just read through it, and I think you'll get what I mean, okay? Take a look, if you will. Now, let me just read through it out loud and, and follow along. The first scripture, again, comes, uh, both scriptures come from uh, the followers of Jesus. After Jesus was here some 2,000 years ago, they kind of codified a number of things he taught and thought. And so it goes like this. The first scripture says this, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God who, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And so every so often in the scriptures of Jesus, you'll get these paragraphs, these sentences where specific character traits, specific directions are given on how to love. Now, as you can tell, right, just in these two paragraphs, there's a lot here to think about. There's a lot here to kind of marinate over and process and ask God as you think through it, God, what did you, how are you telling me to change? How are you telling me to become a different person? This is very personal and very deep. And so I want to suggest one way to begin to be a safe family is that each of us individually let God speak to us through his scriptures, okay? However, I do think there are some ways we can talk about this on a group level and on a city level that would be very helpful as well. Because here's the deal. While we may read this paragraph and think through like, the specific ways God may ask, be, may ask us to change, we need to have some common understanding together and think through, well, how might we learn something all together as a community so that we can experience health and safety as a family? And so in our next section here, I want to give you three suggestions based on some of these character traits, like don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, or don't sin when you're angry. I want to give us some practical things, some practical tools to use so that we can collectively figure out a way to do this, right? Because for me, not letting unwholesome talk come out of my mouth will look like something different for you, right? Just because I struggle with something that you don't struggle with, you struggle with something I don't struggle with. So how can we come together and have some basic guidelines? Um, this next section, Three Habits for a Better Spiritual Family, uh, this section uh, comes from a, a work called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Uh, this is a book by a pastor, actually, in Queens, New York, uh, called Pete Scazzaro. I would encourage you, if you struggle with relationships and having healthy relationships, look this book up on Amazon. It's like $5.99 right now on Kindle or something like that, and buy it. It will be life-changing. It really will. Uh, but these three principles come from some of his work and some of his thinking as he's tried to understand how we can be healthy communities together. And so check it out. Take a look at your sheet, and you can fill in the blanks. I think on the English ones, there's a little blank that you'll need to fill in. 
three habits to, for a better spiritual family. The first would be this. Express your thanks and excitement with each other. Express thanks and excitement with each other. Now, why do we have to talk about this? Why do we have to start with something so simple? Well, it is a natural overflow of the first paragraph that we read, right? That if we're going to be kind with each other, compassionate, if we're going to really love each other as, as our own, you know, just think about it, right? In a good friendship, in a good family relationship, you would want somebody to get excited with what's going on in your life. You would want somebody to say thank you. Those kind of things are positive deposits that help our community have a good solid foundation to draw from. You know what I mean? I mean, you all, we've all been there, right? You've been in a relationship where nothing positive came out, like nothing positive was ever said. That was a draining relationship, wasn't it? It wasn't a very happy relationship to be around. We want our community to be a place where there's this deep reservoir of good and positive and loving, exciting things. How do we put, how do we create that deep reservoir? We practice basic things like saying thank you. And I'm excited for you or I'm excited to do something together with you, right? So we have some examples that you can look at there. Some pretty basic stuff, okay? Number one, really basic, but it could be a game changer for us. The second is this, and this is going to get a little deeper. Approach worries and concerns as puzzles first. What do we mean by that? Well, take a look at this example here, and I'll explain it a little bit more. The example is this. Instead of thinking, man, Allison didn't return my phone call. She must be mad at me. We can say, huh, I'm puzzled as to why you didn't return my phone call, Allison. What does that do? How does this actually, how is this an outflow of this first paragraph? You know what is behind most of our anger, I think, often? Not all the time. But many times behind our anger is this, this terrible, twisted thing we do called making assumptions. Right? How many of you have been angry with someone because not of necessarily what they said or did, but because of what you assumed they said or did? Or you, what you assumed they meant when they said or did that? So often... Conflict is because of our assumptions, not actually what happened. And so if we can practice as a community, instead of saying, instead of, you know, expressing our concerns, our, our, our worries as like, hey, why did you do that? Or I can't believe you did. Do you know how much you hurt me? No, no, no. What if we took a step back and said, you know, I'm puzzled why this happened. Just think about it, right? You're, you're, you're avoiding making that big assumption leap, and you're asking questions to find out more information instead of, again, thinking you know what actually happened. What if we practice that? What if you practice that in your biological family, among your friends, among the people you live with? I think it would be a game changer. I think we would be a healthier and safer place. And then last but not least, and we could go on and on, right? These are just some practical things that I think would be key for us. But last but not least, if you're going to bring a complaint, present a possible solution as well. The example 
we have is this. Hey, I noticed this. Is it all right if you, and you fill in the blank. So I noticed you turned down the temperature of the room. How many of you have struggled with that with your roommates? Yes. Those you live with. Is it all right with you if you talk to me before you do that? Right? And so you're expressing kindly a complaint, but you're also offering a solution. Now, again, this is, this is something that is a game changer. Everybody okay back there? We're good? Okay, we're good. Okay. Now, this is something that can be a game changer, right? Just think about it. When was the last time you were on the receiving end of just someone's complaints? And as they complained and they complained, like they had no solution. They just wanted to complain. And sometimes we just need to complain. That's good. But man, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. We know that, right? Now, turn to your neighbor and just for the next minute or so, share together what you think about these three ideas. What do you think is good about these ideas? What do you think is, you don't know, like, oh, I'm not sure if that will work. Agree, disagree. But also share, if you can, which idea makes sense to you personally. You're like, oh, if we did that, if I did that, I actually might be a better person. <laughs> like, I might be better at loving and being kind and being less angry and things like that. Okay, two minutes. Turn to your neighbor. Just process with your neighbor. All right? It's great to hear all the conversation happening. It's good to, I think, for us to think through. Again, what are some of the habits we can develop as a community to make sure our community is a safe place, is a helpful place, is a family that's not dysfunctional, but as functional as it can be? Uh, there's a lot that could be said, and uh, we're just wanting this Sunday to be kind of a, a spark to get some ideas going. But I want to give one more uh, set of ideas uh, to help us think through this, right? So we started with the scriptures of Jesus. One of the things we can do personally is just reflect on those, let God transform us with, through that reflection. I encourage us to do that this week. We then went to some basic ideas of how we might communicate better, some simple habits that could be real game changers, especially as we get to know each other, as more people become a part of this community. And then last but not least, I want you to turn your paper over we're going to go back to personal reflection. And uh, what I want to present to you here is, again, something to think through at home. Uh, what we have here in the back is a list of questions to help us process our internal self, especially when we're feeling upset at somebody, especially when we feel like, oh, there's a conflict brewing. I'm not sure why I'm upset about this person. How do I process this? Um, as you can see on the sheet here, it's a, list, it's a list of 10 basic reflection questions to help us understand, first of all, what's happening inside of us, understand then what values are associated with those feelings. You ever notice you get upset about something, not necessarily because that person did something to you, but it's because the values behind what you really hold on to, that person crossed a boundary with your values. You ever notice that, right? So how do you identify those values and understand those values so that you can better engage with conflict? And then last but not least, thinking through, well, what do I actually hope for in this conflict or in this potential conflict? 
You know, a lot of times we get upset and we're upset, but we, we, we can't get our kind of eyes up and see, actually, well, I would like for it actually to be this way. And so this is what I want to strive for. Again, this is obviously something deeply personal. It's, we're we're going to engage in these questions differently. But what I hope to be doing this morning is to give us as a community some basic tools from which now we can begin this process or continue this process of being a healthy family together. Now, why is this necessary? Well, like we've said, we believe God is inviting us as a community to love our city even more, to see even more of our city come and experience this time of transformation, to come and engage with us as a community. In fact, many of the leaders believe here that in the next few months we'll be doubling in size here as a group because God is up to something, bringing our community together in new ways. But even more importantly, the reason why we engage with this is because God, through Jesus, has engaged with us in this way first. You notice that scripture we read at the top there, at the beginning, the very last sentence is so key, isn't it? It says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. We walk in forgiveness, we walk in love, we walk in kindness, we walk in compassion because God has done that with us. And God has transformed us, hasn't he? Those of you here who have experienced that kindness from God, that compassion, you actually want to be kind now. You just don't know how. You just, you just can't figure out, like, I have not, I've been such an unkind person prior to meeting God. And now I'm trying to be kind. How do I do that? Well, that's what today, hopefully, is about. But a question is obviously in front of us, if this is the main reason why we walk in this compassion and kindness. And the question is this, have we experienced God's kindness and compassion for ourselves? Have we experienced his forgiveness? Like that deep forgiveness where you felt so ashamed and so guilty and so upset and hateful at yourself because you knew you did something wrong, but God broke in and said, no, I have forgiven you. I'm taking all the wrongs. It was wrong. It was broken. It was messed up. You should be ashamed, but I am taking that, and I need you to see how I've taken, taken that and died on a cross, the most shameful of deaths, so God, we are thankful for this moment. We're thankful for this moment to remember again how much, how much you love us. What you have done in the past and what you continue to do today. How you came, you died, you rose again. How today you remind us and refresh us to know and embrace that love. God, help us to be not just vessels to receive this sort of love, but also vessels to share this sort of love with each other and with our city here. You've called us to be this family. Please, God, help us. Help us to get these habits down and many others that you will grow in us and mature in us as we move forward. Thank you, God, for this time. And it's through Jesus we pray these things.
Thanks again for joining us. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, please visit us at ethnosmb.com.